even if not, that's okay too. <sighs> what do I mean by that? It's okay too. It means that life has these ups and these downs. <laughs> can you imagine if it was all ups? I bet you can imagine if it was all downs. <laughs> Sometimes we think it's permanent if we're down and it stays down and it stays down. But that's not the case. Our brains definitely are programmed to to be down more than they're up. <laughs> to, uh, to take the negative things more negative and just to ignore the positive things. But that's why here in the garden we notice the good things. It takes some active noticing. And we also take initiative to get ourselves out of the low parts. And oftentimes it's a really, really long process of building things up especially if you don't have the life that you want and if the life that you want is not so easy to get we'll talk about today that today but i guess first we should check out what beverage i have i was uh, yawning quite a bit here it comes <sighs> we'll just pretend this is a sleep aid podcast there we go now i have permission to yawn all the while, I made myself some decaf coffee to hopefully wake myself up. So I'm pushing down the French press. And every time I do this, think about how amazing the French press is. It just feels so luxurious. Mm. The coffee I have inside is from Dunkin' Donuts. Probably the cheapest decaf coffee you can buy. But it feels good. You know, it's kind of cool. I got some decaf Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I like that. I'm going to find joy in that. Yeah, I'm not even tricking myself. I actually do find joy in that. It's super cool. Now, I did turn off all the lights because this time we are recording past midnight, which is my favorite time to spend time with you, little bunny. (laughs) So I have to figure out how to pour this coffee in the dark. So I don't want to turn on a light for this. Okay, give me one second. You'll hear it. Okay, this is going to be tough. And now I have to find the coaster to put it back on. I guess I don't usually record in this much darkness. Oh my goodness, okay. We're going to put it on this thing. (laughs) Uh, You know what's fun about the garden, little bunny? What's fun about this podcast? I'm talking about coasters and French presses and cups and darkness over here. But you know what? It's not quite true, is it? It's a bit of a lie. Because I'm with you right now. I'm here in your ears. That's where I am. More than behind some desk at some point. It's not quite true, is it? I'm here with you. Right now. Look around you. I'm in this room or this space. Wherever you are. I'm a part of this. I'm a part of your real life. I'm here right now, in your ears. It is just you. It's just me. (sighs) Nice, isn't it? Yeah, garden magic. I love it. Okay, let's take a sip of this incredible Dunkin' Donuts decaf coffee, which they are not a sponsor of the podcast. I don't know if they would like a sexy man with a sexy voice who says lust is a good thing. Not sure they want him to sell the coffee, but whatever. They'll get this for free. <clears throat> oh, it is everything, little bunny. I feel the chills all over my body. Mm, what a joy. And you know, it's it's not an easy thing. You know, I'm talking about how the French press is kind of like the cheapest luxury thing you can have. And Talking about how I've got the cheapest coffee. It's not really 
about how much incredible work has gone into making this happen. Let's just take a second. It starts with the cultivating of the coffee beans halfway across the world. Hard work by those farmers. And the work done by minds before that to figure out how to grow coffee on a large scale. Yeah. How to cultivate the right kind of bean. And they take it to the roastery, wherever that happens. And they roast it with the, just the right technology and the machines that are designed to do the coffee just the right way. And I had to, I had to travel to get there, right? So there's trucks and planes and all the ingenuity that goes into that. All the people who learn how to drive those trucks and learn how to fly those planes. The people who mine the materials to make those things. And the governments that make sure those roads exist and those airports exist. And those people who organize the planes so they get where they need to go. And the people who check the safety. And then the people who design the packaging for the coffee. Yeah, and there's a lot of iterations. This was not the first try that they figured out the right way to package coffee. So a lot of people's hard work went into that. Not just the ones who designed this package, but all the ones in the past. And then the technology to know how to seal it right so that it can stay fresh. Yeah, the little glue. <laughs> then you have to break it open. <clears throat> and the health inspectors make sure it's safe for me to drink and then what there's the people who organize a store you know stores don't pop up out of nowhere there's people that put in hard work and they they take risks to make it happen not risks like riding motorcycles, but <laughs> risks in a more abstract sense. And then the people working at the store, and I had to walk into that store to buy this coffee. I think I bought it at a store. I might have bought it on Amazon, which we could, the whole other conversation, which I guess we'll, let's say we got it at a store. Uh, there's a nearby grocery store that I frequent sometimes. I, Get coffee and stuff there. So, yeah, and the store is beautifully designed. And you, you walk up to the door and they open automatically. And wow, you know, who figured that out? What groups of people, what, what forces of economics <laughs> resulted in automatic doors? And I know it's something silly. It's also something awesome, you know? Check it out a little better. We have automatic doors. How epic is that? You can just walk up to the door and it just, it just opens. Yeah, it's like with the kings. The kings had the same technology, but they just had to have, like, the, the door opener guy. His <laughs> job it is to follow the king around just to open the doors. You know, we, we have cooler doors than the kings could have walked through. And shame on us for not realizing that we're living better than kings every time we walk into the grocery store. <clears throat> and we have food that's far better than anything he could have had. And now yeah, we walk up to the aisle and the packaging is well designed with the graphic designers who know just the right way to make you feel good with this coffee. All the branding. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know branding is a bit ridiculous and Slightly manipulative, but it's okay. They're, they're manipulating me into enjoying the coffee as much as possible, so I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah, and then I take up the coffee off the shelf, which is competitively priced at the, either the cheapest or around the cheapest. And I go to the register, and someone's there to check out the coffee, which, by the way, it's a 24-hour grocery store, which is we're so spoiled. 
so incredible. And you could say that let's let's assume that the <laughs> the person at the grocery store at three AM or whenever I might choose to purchase some decaf coffee. Let's assume that they're choosing to be in that job. And we'll talk more about jobs and which ones you choose in a little bit. But either way, I check out and I walk home in a safe neighborhood, which is very fortunate. And the world is quite a bit safer than than you might be told. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about that. And there's all kinds of videos. It's like, look at New York right now. Look at how dangerous it is that happened earlier this week. There was some very rowdy riot that uh, all over the social media. It's like I happened to actually go by that place. I was in a. Uh, do I want to talk about it? I guess yeah. I don't know. It's people at Union Square were breaking things and being all lots of misbehavior, things like that. And I, uh, I happened to get off at a train station at that train station, Union Square train station. Um, just coincidentally, that the very day. Police were were there, and they were just like, "Don't use this exit. Go, <laughs> go get on another train and get out of here." They were very calm about it, and I was like, "Okay." And yeah, the city just kept functioning, and I was kept safe. And uh, my goodness, <laughs> getting back to the coffee, come back at three a.m. and put on the little water boiler which how fortunate are we have to have that you know I didn't have to make a fire to boil the water I just like you know fill the water from my faucet <laughs> that is drinkable water my god how many people do we have to thank for that I literally turn on the faucet and water is so clean that I can drink pours out of it an infinite amount <laughs> You know, not infinite necessarily, but more than I could possibly need. So I boil the, the water with that technology, and then I pour in the decaf coffee, which has already been ground, because I'm a plebeian who buys ground coffee. And the, the coffee had been ground, you know, by a machine that grinds coffee as cheap as possible and is sacrificing as little quality as possible. I pour it in and I come sit down at my desk and um, the amount of money that I spent on all of that is like one month of two patrons. Yeah, in the locked section of the garden. So let's say, <laughs> let's say one bunny who... We'll say, we'll say two bunnies. Actually, there's a lot of bunnies who just store in the lock section of the garden this week. Something to be celebrated, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, uh, yeah, two bunnies paid for, sponsored this <laughs> rant, this rant of positivity from your daddy to you, little bunny. Sponsored by two bunnies who just joined the locked section of the garden. Speaking of things that are cheap, locked section of the garden, even though it's profit-seeking, shall we say. It is not profit-maximizing. <laughs> I, I make the membership very cheap, much cheaper than I would be re recommended if I got a consultant, which I don't need a consultant. I'm just going <laughs> to be me into a microphone and see what happens. So, the locked section of the garden right now, a.k.a. Patreon, is $3 per month. And yeah, you get all the locked audios and things like that. This podcast actually will be early access this week because I'm going to be in the middle of the woods. I'm not going to be able to record the podcast on the typical Thursday night that I normally do. But anyway, little bunny, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm so thankful for everything that has made this coffee happen. And then I can share it with you. 
zoom out for one moment. Just acknowledge that you have many fellow bunnies who are gathered together right now. <laughs> We're having this special moment all together. It was totally, totally worth the $6 or whatever. <laughs> Actually, just, just this one cup of coffee because I get the $6 is... Um, uh, how many cups does that get me, little bunny? I don't know, like 12 or something? Let's do the math. Come on, Daddy Lindy. What is, that is 50 cents per cup of coffee. So, little bunny, <laughs> for the price of 50 cents, we have shared some wonderful joy together. And I hope you're feeling grateful about the things in your life that you might take for granted because we live better than kings in quite a few ways. Quite a few ways. <sighs> and there's some really good things that money, quote-unquote, can't buy, which is this love that we have. Because even though I've got a little Patreon and things like that, sell hoodies and whatnot. There's many, many easier ways to make money, little bunny. <laughs> this is the best possible way to do it. So, <laughs> I always feel self-conscious talking about money, but it's important because we need to we need to pay for the cups of coffee for the podcast, little bunny. So, if you if you've ever wanted to support me and whatnot. I don't really accept charity, but I do make locked audios for you that can only be found on Patreon. And that's where I get to be my most creative self. All kinds of clever things on there. <laughs> okay, you can find a link at the bio if you want. And you know what? Even though I talk about money sometimes, you don't ever, ever have to spend a single penny to have my love. Podcasts always going to be free. TikToks and stuff are always free. Uh, it's always things. I'm, oh, the, uh, we have, uh, make sure you follow on X, formerly known as Twitter, because they're, they're starting to, they're really going to make a push to make it a great place for content creators. So that's a great place to follow me as well and that's all free as well so anyway little bunny i love you i truly 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 love you my love for you is priceless my love for you is free and my love for you is special because i don't love everybody i love you you want to know why i love you because you're here right now. And I'm the most me I can possibly be as quick as I can. Every time I make content, I'm trying to I'm trying to weed people out, little bunny. Did you know that? I'm trying to find you every time I make content. I'm not trying to be liked by as many people as possible. Although I am liked by quite a few many people, little bunny. That's never the goal. The goal is just to be the most me I can possibly be. You know what happens? I attract people who love me. Just like I've attracted you, little bunny. And I love that you're here. And I love you. Damn, daddy's on fire tonight, isn't he? <laughs> Which I sang tonight again. It's hard to talk, little bunny. Tricky thing to do. But it's something that I enjoy getting better at. Getting better at things is a great joy to life. I think what I want to talk about tonight with you is ambition. Oh man, I just got back from Berlin, little bunny. One second. I talked about it a little bit last week no. in the postcard, which I'm going to post this week in the locked circle.
on is that I'm about to announce the next live bedtime story, which is where I improvise a bedtime story live in Discord. Discord is like a kind of a community social media. There's there's voice channels in there and stuff. It's a cool place. It's like a, it's the modern day version of internet forums. So there's gonna be it's gonna be a Saturday in probably a couple of weeks. There's gonna be a live bedtime story. We're gonna follow the adventures of mischievous little bunny as they travel the world, the kingdom of paradise, with their treasure map. Every every episode we find a new location. We just figure it out as we go. That's all we're doing, little bunny. I'm just figuring all this out as we go. And I love doing that. That's my ambition. Just to go for it. Just see what happens. Always dream big. <laughs> so funny how many limits we can place on ourselves. And I'm still guilty of it. And I'm trying to find the ways to, to let go of my limits in the right ways. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> talk about that there's so many things i want to talk about little bunny let me sip some coffee gotta figure out which direction i want to go with you tonight yeah so i was mentioning berlin and it's such a pleasant place that i just felt calm just a little bit too calm you know what i mean little bunny I would wake up and I, like, I should make some content today, but it's so pleasant out. <laughs> There's some cool things to do, especially if you're into sexy stuff like I am. <laughs> and so the ambition just drifts away. And I float along in pleasant Berlin, which is too good. <laughs> wonderful and <laughs> that's why I need New York little money oh my goodness have I been ambitious since I got back oh more than just garden stuff but even garden stuff too we're taking over the world little bunny oh nothing is stopping us so hold on tight your daddy is taking us to the stars and beyond <laughs> I was talking about <laughs> Sorry, stuff last podcast, which I won't get into. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, I won't even say. Listen to last week's episode if you want to hear me talk about some imaginative things with the stars. And it's... <laughs> no, I'm just going to leave it there. Okay, that's a topic that I could talk about for hours. All right, what are we talking to, little bunny? What are we talking about? Let's get you. Let's get you in the loop here. Ambition, little bunny. I want to unleash your ambition. And you know what's stopping you. There are many, many things that constrain us. We have constraining factors. But I think the number one constraining factor for everybody is ourselves. In terms of what we can do and what we can't do. With all kinds of factors. So, money is a factor. Responsibilities are a factor. If you have family that you need to take care of and things like that. Maybe health is a factor where you have limitations with what you can do. There's all kinds of factors that can limit us. And those are real. And we'll, we'll work with those. But the number one factor that limits us I think for everybody, for everybody, it's ourselves. Yeah, I'm thinking suddenly of Stephen Hawking. Do you know who he is or was? One of the great physicists of our time. Speaking of the stars, this man spent a lot of time thinking about the stars. And he was so paralyzed. But he had the movement, he has the ability to control one muscle 
in his cheek. He can move like, I say, I'm going to say present tense because it's easier, but he can move just like a little bit of his cheek to flex it. But he's got a brilliant mind. And so instead of saying, oh, I have this brilliant mind, but I have this limitation, so I can't. If only I didn't have this paralysis. If only, then I could be a great physicist. And then I could make a name for myself and contribute incredible things to humanity. Uh-uh, little bunny. <laughs> they set him up with a little computer that... <laughs> it's like a menu that, you know, it hovers on this option, that hovers on this option, hovers on this option. He just has to wait for the option to pop up that he wants and he flexes his cheek. And then, you know, through a system of just the most, it requires the most profound level of patience. And the man wrote books upon books and made discoveries that are, things are named after him like Hawking radiation, which has to do with black holes. He didn't let it limit himself. And he had a limitation. He had a limitation, a huge one. And there's other, you know, pick your own limitation, the one that's most relevant to your life. You know what? <laughs> We're going to pull up Chad GPT. Chad GBT, little bunny, is unbelievable. Yeah, and it's only going to get better and better, and there will be competing AIs and things like that. And we can talk about, oh no, we're scared about AI, which is genuine fears, genuine concerns, don't get me wrong. But we can also say, at the same time, let me use this unbelievable technology to enrich my life. So let's talk about a limitation. So we talked about health limitation. So if you're if you have a health limitation and you're anything less limited than being able to move one muscle in your cheek, okay, don't let it limit you. It'll limit aspects, but man, <laughs> notice how much of that is self-limitation. Yeah. Okay. What's another factor? Okay, let's let's type something in here. I've got ChatGPT open, and I recommend you get your own account, which is free. <laughs> More stuff that's free. Okay. Imagine, okay, I have a loved one who has extreme financial burdens in their life. I want to convince them that they can still be ambitious and achieve their dreams. What are some true stories or perhaps a single inspiring person who can show that even with great financial burden, incredible things can be accomplished? All right, let's see what they say. Okay. Oprah Winfrey grew up in poverty and faced numerous hardships during her childhood, including economic struggles and personal hardships. Despite these challenges, she managed to overcome her circumstances and become one of the most influential media personalities in the world. She started as a radio host and later moved on to television, eventually launching The Oprah Winfrey Show which became immensely popular and turned her into a household name. Through her talk show, Oprah tackled important social issues and personal issues, and her impact, <laughs> impact extended far beyond entertainment. She also ventured into other media, founded her own production company, and became a successful actress and philanthropist. Oprah's story is a testament to the fact that financial burdens and challenging circumstances do not have to define one's destiny. 
Her journey illustrates that with determination, hard work, and a belief in oneself, anyone can overcome obstacles and achieve their their dreams regardless of their financial situation. That's a great one. I'm going to take some coffee. And I'm going to think of another limitation you might have on yourself. Okay, I know of one. Another love, talking to ChatGPT now, another loved one was a very bad student. They tried hard, but could never make great grades. I think they might have even dropped out of, let's say, college. Uh, They are struggling to find work that pays well and is fulfilling. What's a role model for them? Okay, this one's pretty intense. (laughs) I don't mean like intense, but uh, don't feel bad if you don't live up to this person. Which, by the way, don't feel bad if you don't live up to Oprah too or Stephen Hawking. (laughs) Okay. One inspiring role model for someone who faced academic challenges and struggled to find fulfilling work is Steve Jobs, the co-founder of Apple. Despite his academic struggles and unconventional path, Jobs went on to achieve remarkable success and make a significant impact on the world. Steve Jobs dropped out of college after just six months because he felt that formal education was not providing him with the experience, experiences and knowledge he needed. He audited classes that interested him, such as calligraphy, even though they didn't seem directly relevant to his future career. This is getting a little bit less relevant to us. But, yeah. Okay, Steve Jobs' journey demonstrates that academic struggles and setbacks are not ultimate determinants of success. His relentless pursuit of his passion, willingness to take risks, and commitment to innovation allowed him to overcome challenges and achieve greatness. All right? Uh, <laughs> apparently he wasn't the nicest person, but that's okay. It's okay to separate being a nice person and achieving great things. Yeah. Separate. <laughs> Separate metrics of value. It's fun to be both. I like to be both. I like to be nice and great. What a bunny. Okay, I need to take a step back. Take some water, some coffee. (laughs) Your daddy's getting a little slap happy. No more reading a computer screen. Let's pour some more coffee, shall we? I wonder what ChatGPT will say about me. <laughs> I don't think I've, uh, I don't think I've appeared in enough places for it to know anything about me. Not that the goal is for ChatGPT to know anything about me. But I'm curious. Someday, we'll see what it says. In what way would? Okay, so not so much what ChatGPT would tell me, but. What if someone was typing what we just typed into ChatGPT? Like, my loved one is struggling with, what would it be? I think, for me, it's probably mental illness. And it means bipolar one specifically, which is the one where (laughs) you're super crazy. (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, I've, I've been in a mental hospital, little bunny. Yeah, crazy experience. One second. And I'll tell you more about that at some point. But, oh man, just let it unleash the best parts of yourself. 
afraid or anything. <laughs> Not scary. Never harmed anyone. I'm just crazy little bunny. No, it's a, I had a manic episode, which is what happens when you don't get your sleep and when you get really, really excited about things and uh, like flight of ideas is what really got me, which is where your brain just pumps out ideas nonstop, nonstop. It's just unbridled creativity that you can't turn off and it keeps you awake. And, oh my God, I have notes on my phone that you wouldn't believe, little bunny. It's like your brain is coming up with ideas faster than you can understand them. And then you can't have sleep and you, over the course of a month and then especially in the last week, I just completely, I don't want to say lost touch with reality because that, that's what it, appears like to an outside observer. But I would say my reality became so drastically different than the reality everybody else experiences that <laughs> in order for me to not have my brain explode any further, <laughs> I had to be brought to a mental hospital and given the proper medication that... <laughs> stops the flight of ideas and brings you back down and brings you to a place of calm to a place of peace and to change your reality from being a multiverse traveler <laughs> going through the freaking wildest wildest horrific Jesus Christ worst 48 hours of my life by far could never be topped <laughs> but yeah take you out of a whirlwind trip through the multiverse and back down to a nice, comfortable hospital bed <laughs> where Velcro straps are around your wrist. And then you <laughs> go home and back and move back in with your parents. And you spend a long time figuring out how to rebuild your brain from being a puddle on the ground, completely non-functioning puddle on the ground, who woke up every day convinced that life was the greatest suffering that could possibly be experienced, just waiting for time to pass until you can fall asleep and forget that you're alive, just for those wonderful <laughs> Hours that are gone in an instant, and then you wake up again, and you say, <clears throat> start thinking things like, it's immoral to have children, because they can't consent to being alive, the horrible, horrible thing that being alive is. Yeah. And that's what I thought rest of my life was. My dad told me, no, 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 that's not the case. And I said, shut up, dad. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't understand. <laughs> Whatever I said, I probably said it far more lethargically and far more. <laughs> oh, I don't know. start to 
want to be. <laughs> you know, the way I got out of it. Totally forgot about this. I have, <laughs> I don't want to say teachings or anything. <laughs> Not your teacher, I'm just your daddy. Your wise daddy, though. I was able to figure out exactly what it felt like to be so depressed. I figured out exactly what was, I don't want to say causing it, but hmm, just understand the architecture, the unhappiness and the dread, the anxiety and the all the the horrible, horrible emotions you can feel. I just learned how it worked. Just did it through mental journaling. Just whatever your thoughts are, get them out. Turn your emotions into words. Yeah. There's something very powerful about forcing your thoughts onto paper or onto a sentence. Because sometimes our thoughts, they're some mix of emotion and, and there's words in there a little bit. Some people think in images a little bit. But when you commit it to words on paper or spoken out of your mouth, that's when you can really start to understand it. You'll be surprised and you'll figure out, oh my goodness, that's what's going on. Or, oh, that's how I feel. Oh, that's something I value. Or, oh, that's something I'm afraid of. And so I figured out the architecture of what's going on with my depression. And then I said, okay, I can either have this be the rest of my life, or I can try. What's the harm in trying? and try and build my way out of this. I'm not ready to share, quote unquote, the, the precise things that I figured out, but I think I will share it with you over the course of, I don't know, the next how many episodes of the podcast. You know how in the beginning of this episode how much joy I got out of that cup of coffee. Oh, I'm getting emotional thinking about it. That's what, that's what it was. It was coffee doing my mental journaling. I think coffee was the first joy that I was able to get again. Just the joy of having a cup of coffee. Oh my goodness, I am getting emotional. It really was coffee. Wow. Something so simple we take for granted. Remember how I'd get into my little robe and pour my cup of coffee and then go out to the front lawn because we have lawns in America. <laughs> just out front of the house. And I just stood outside. No phone or anything. Put that away. Just stand outside. Just drink a cup of coffee. No mission, nowhere to be, nothing to do. Just drink a cup of coffee. Oh my goodness, little bunny. Wow. <laughs> I'm genuinely crying a little bit. <sighs> if you can learn to do what I did at the beginning of this podcast. I just think, marvel at what this is to be drinking a cup of coffee. (laughs) 
taking the coffee for granted to say, oh my God, I have this shitty coffee. I have the Dunkin' Donuts coffee because I can't afford the more expensive coffee. You know, that's so removed from the truth. The truth is this is an unbelievable thing that I have. This cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee, <laughs> the cheapest decaf coffee you can buy. This is unbelievable. I love it so much. <laughs> That's what mental journaling can do. It's about building your way out. Okay, little bunny. <laughs> I'm going to drink some coffee here. Should I call it there? I feel like that was basically a perfect podcast 
feel so good about this one. Maybe I need a little bit of a calm down. <sighs> I think this is my favorite episode. I'm just getting better and better. Hang on tight, little bunny. This is just the beginning. We are in the early days of the garden. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're like my... <laughs> you. Yeah.